Up the slot, Miller lost it, Dodonov gets it, two on one, with Stone, on the right, Stone to Dodonov, he scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Maybe a two on one, Petrangelo gets it, he shoots, he scores! Short-handed goal, Alex Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Wallace Millard out at T-Mobile Arena. Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Let's go down to the ice level for a live update. Thank you very much. Uh, the Zamboni <laughs> is going around the ice surface here at T-Mobile Arena. There's only one on the ice. Don't know whether there's supposed to be two, uh, but there is one Zamboni on the ice preparing the uh, floor, the frozen floor, for tonight's scheduled contest between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. That is about as sure of a sign that I can give you that the game's going to happen. Now, is it going to happen? Probably. Mm-hmm. I just don't know for sure because of everything that's gone around. I, If I had a ticket for tonight's game, I would be here. So if you've got a ticket, come to the rink. But with the last couple of days, like there was 10 games scheduled for tonight. Yep. 10. Yep. Vegas-Tampa is the only one left even being considered yes. to be played. Yep. Add on to that, there's been a couple of uh, Vegas Golden Knights placed into COVID protocol after today's morning skate. Alex Petrangelo and Evgeny Dodonov will not play. Uh, so there's uh, protocol uh, influences on this game from the Golden Knights side. Haven't heard anything on, on Tampa and, and players being unavailable other than those that uh, that were previously placed in a protocol or, or were injured. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but what are we? Three hours. Three hours and six minutes until Look at you, the precise. face-off. I like it. Three hours and six minutes until face-off, mm-hmm. and I'm optimistic that we're that we're to this stage. But S- until they drop the puck, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like I'm right there with it's you. I, I I'm I'm sitting here, I, and so you know you know it's a little bit of a drive for me into town, and there were moments on on that drive where I would. You know, I would I would kind of have a casual eye on whether or not the notifications would yeah. pop up on my screen in the truck on the way into town just to see if maybe it's time to turn back. And no, we're I, here. Was, I was thinking we were going to have to do the show from here yeah. before I cancel game. That's what, yeah, that, yeah. That, but but it's not like we're going to get the game, so that's good. Well, that's that's a very concrete statement from you, yes, Darren Miller. Now, but I'm with you. Like I, I think that. All things, all signs, especially here in the building, especially here up uh, in Section 104, the flight deck, mm-hmm. the the buffet tables coming out. Like right. Everything's being planned and prepared for a game to take place here uh, just after 7 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, if I had a ticket to the game, get down here. Have some fun. They've had every reason available to them to postpone this game. Yep. We're still going ahead. Sure. Now, are the Vegas Golden Knights going to miss two key veterans? Yeah. You know, could there be more? Yeah. Yep. But uh, as of right now, that's the the only two players that have been uh, placed in a COVID protocol coming off the road trip. And we, uh, if, if you're going to pick out of the 10 games tonight, 
Like go go down the list of of the matchups that we had available to us. Carolina Boston. Okay, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good geographic uh, matchup there. Okay. Uh, Anaheim against Calgary. Anaheim's going. Calgary's falling off. Wouldn't call that the marquee matchup. Yep. St. Louis, Ottawa. I'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Washington, Philadelphia. We know where the Flyers are. Jersey, Pittsburgh. Move on. Arizona, Seattle. Uh-uh. Then you get to, oh, Tampa Bay. Leaders of the Atlantic. Vegas. On top of the Pacific. Mm-hmm. One team is grooving yep. in December, and the other team might be having a better December. And they were both preseason Stanley Cup favorites uh, in that group of four. So this this is the one game that you would hope would uh, would end up being able to be played out of that group of ten. Not to get ahead of, of where we're at right now in the season, but it's very possible that the only game going tonight heading into the holiday break could be a game you see to decide a Stanley Cup. Right? Yeah. Like, these two teams could be on a collision course for one another. And I I think there's something to be said about this being the only game, the marquee game, to kind of round out this first third of the season. Oh, it's great, isn't it? I mean, it's it's a present for hockey fans. And they're mirror images of each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slow starts, Mm -hmm. injuries, uh, managed to rally back, getting some players uh, into the lineup in the Vegas side of it, uh, hitting stride on the Tampa Bay uh, end of it you've got a, a renaissance campaign out of steven stamkos max pacioretty had a seven game goal streak there, there's so much the coaches mm-hmm. uh, are on the team canada staff for the beijing olympic winter games should they happen and uh, there's some scuttlebutt about that announcement potentially coming in the next uh, a few hours but there's there's so many similarities uh, vegas has been to uh, back-to-back final fours uh, tampa bay's won back-to-back stanley cups like it it is it is the one that you would circle anyway. Mm-hmm. So it, it deserves this uh, this big stage. Vasilevsky is back to being the best goaltender in the world. He doesn't give up three goals uh, a ga- in a game. And Vegas has scored three goals in a game ten straight times, two off the franchise record. So there, there you've got the uh, immovable op- object against the uh, unstoppable force. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm hoping for a wide-open game. Yeah, like, I, well, you I, might get one. And that's and that's kind of the interesting thing going into this is is you mentioned off the top that Dodonov Petrangelo in COVID protocol right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, you know that this is not going to be the same lineup that the Golden Knights utilized for the majority of that four game road trip where they swept the four games. Um, I, I I wonder who is in for Vegas tonight because beyond just the the COVID like. Pete DeBoer said that there are some game-time decisions yeah. for this Golden Knights team. So Mark Stone didn't play in the last game against the Islanders. But did skate this morning. Did skate this morning. Is he going to get back in the lineup? And what what are the Golden Knights going to look like going into this one? That's going to be fascinating to see. So on the Stone front, I, just using my skills uh, at the deucement, I look at that and take into account what Pete said when he missed the Islanders game. Was uh, same sort of area that uh, that caused uh, Stone to miss the twelve games, but wasn't as as severe. Yeah, they're paraphrasing. If if there was worries, like real worries about Mark Stone, he's not playing this last game. Sure. Before you have this six five day break in in the schedule, he's not he's not even trying it today. He can he can go out and do his do his own workout if he wants, but he's not skating with the full team. Yeah. So I will without knowing anything firsthand, I look at that and go, Mark Stone's playing. Sure. Everybody else, up up, up in the air. But uh, 
the Golden Knights play this game. They they come back, and the, you're you're hitting on all cylinders right now. And it's been really impressive how they've been able to uh, win, win these games and reel in the the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, in in many ways, the the pause, the break, uh, the holidays come at uh, at an unfortunate time. Like you, everybody wants rest. Sure. But the way they're going right now, you almost wish that the that the, the season would play into uh, another three games in the next seven nights. <laughs> would they play three in three nights if they could? <laughs> no, no. no. I, <laughs> e- even as, as hot as they are, three in three nights, uh, that's, uh, that's a that's a big-time drag on the on the body and the uh, – and the, the muscles. Yeah, it's interesting. It just kind of uh, that that entire idea of when when do you welcome a break like this, right? Because for the Golden Knights, if if you were looking at earlier on in the season where it was kind of win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game, trying to keep your head above water with the injuries, mm-hmm. we looked at that first six or seven day a seven day break in the Golden Knights schedule early on in the year, and we said, okay, well that's that's actually a, a blessing for the Golden Knights because. You were without Max Pacioretty, without Mark Stone. You you didn't have as many games without those players because of that break. Uh, but now you look at this this five days for the Golden Knights, and you say, winners of eight of their last nine, five-game yeah. win streak. You go out on the road, you sweep a four-game set. Like This is a team that should want to play every other day as, as much as possible right now. The big influencer is COVID protocol. Yeah. You got two players in uh, after this morning's skate. Is there more? If there's any more over the next couple of days, then you you need a break to be able to get through a few days without any games scheduled, yeah. which is not only do you not have to play games without those players, but you don't have any games postponed mm-hmm. and tack them on uh, to the other end. So that's going to be uh, uh, something to, to keep in mind. And that that is the almighty... Uh, star that we're all following right now that is that is guiding this whole thing is is COVID nineteen now with so many teams affected by it like do you do you almost and this is just my personal opinion I'll throw I'll throw it out there like are some of these sports team leagues gonna have herd immunity in a month I mean at this point who knows right yeah. like at this point that that seems to be kind of the direction that it's going because when you when you factor in that what in the, in the past two weeks we're dealing with with over 100 players that have entered the COVID protocol and it doesn't really seem like it's going to slow down much over the next couple of weeks then yeah I, I mean I think that that thought is certainly certainly out there and, and I don't know what that what that looks like for this league as, as you kind of navigate and go forward but uh, it certainly seems like it's going in that direction. There's that argument about should they test players who have been double vaxxed and boosted uh, as opposed to uh, not testing them and they, they may be asymptomatic, uh, but they're around other people in their lives. Should they be aware that they you can, cause you still transmit the virus mm-hmm. uh, w- w- without knowing it? Like, look, Alex Petrangelo and Evgeny Dodonov are out in the ice today. And... Dodonov skating around, yep. and he's now he's in COVID protocol. I don't know whether he's been diagnosed with COVID nineteen or not, but sure. he's he's in COVID protocol. Uh, I have to believe, if, with with all the attention that's uh, that's been shunned on this uh, situation, especially in the last couple of weeks, that if, if there's anything there, he he wouldn't be out there. So asymptomatic. Sure. Um, so I 
I'll be curious to see where the league goes. Steve Eisman, very public yep. in, in his desire to stop testing, go to the NFL model, uh, don't test uh, double-vaxxed, boosted people, and if they've, they've got it and they're asymptomatic and they're young, they're healthy, they're, they're good to go. Uh, I'm, I'm coming over to that side. Just had a, a conversation with somebody uh, uh, in Toronto who was uh, very much the other way hmm. and, and scolded me severely uh, <laughs> about that. But um, his same name might rhyme with John Shannon. But <laughs> the, but I, I, am, I am leaning towards the, uh, the idea of, of not testing players who are, who are double-vaxxed with, with the booster. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't I don't really disagree with that if I'm being 100% transparent here because the the I guess kind of the, the frustration becomes when you have players that are, are that enter the protocol and if they skated that day you you have to kind of assume that um, there's going to be more, right? Like there's going to be more when you're in close quarters even if you're following every single protocol. Uh, this is a, a sport in hockey that, you know, it, it, you're you're able to see um you're able to see viruses transmit and you also easily. spent the last week riding uh, buses, exactly planes buses planes all yeah. that stuff like you're you're in close quarters no matter how much you try to isolate right and so you know when when you have situations where there's positive tests the day of a game or or after a player gets off the ice from morning skate um and you're not going to take those test results and and pause uh, pause a game or move a game or whatever the case you're opening yourself up to that transmission happening within a game like it, it could happen right hey, do you remember who was it that was taken out of a game uh for vegas vegas uh, like Tomash no sick, i believe right. yeah and we were like wow yeah how, how does that happen yeah. and they continue the game mm -hmm. this isn't far off that mm -hmm. but i think we're also at a another level of vaccination and boosters and uh, uh, awareness of the Omicron variant not being as uh, severe as far as causing uh, health issues. So uh, from from where we were to now, I guess there's there's progress that if it was 12, 13 months ago, mm -hmm. this game probably doesn't happen. But we're now satisfied that uh, that the levels of uh, vaccination uh, cuts down on the uh, severeness of the sickness to the point where you can go ahead and play this one game. Now, if there's six players, mm -hmm. seven players test positive, you get into uh, a roster availability situation. But, but I mean, like that's that's the big question, right? Like, what's what's the point of of like what are you? What's your end goal with the testing? Is it is it to make sure that the team isn't at a competitive disadvantage by how many players are in COVID protocol? Because if that's the case, I think there's a lot of teams earlier on in the year that would say, where was that for us? Mm -hmm. Looking at the San Jose Sharks, looking at um, the, the New York Islanders when they went through their COVID uh, issues really early on in the season. So uh, if that, no, that was one team in one spot, one team in another, now we've got both teams coming together with seven. Both no, teams. So I, sure. I, I think it's just more widespread there. It was uh, earlier in the season, I viewed it as more of one-offs. Oh, that that's really going through that team. Yes, but again, is, is, is the end goal of testing to eliminate spread from team to team, or is the end goal of testing to make sure that you don't have a team that's missing eight, nine, ten regulars, and they aren't at a competitive disadvantage to play NHL hockey games with a roster that they should have on the ice. I'd say the goal of testing is to keep players healthy. Okay. 
and then the the secondary goal would be to disrupt uh, spread within the group, and the third goal would be to uh, take away any possible uh, cross uh, contamination from one team to the other. So then, do you like if you're looking at the model of not testing players? Mm. I don't know. It's, it's contradicts. It, happen. it, count, it contradicts well, safety, spread. Number one. Yeah, yeah exactly. It contradicts everything. Yeah. But that's kind of the, the, that's kind of where the discussion is leading, though, right? Like, where where do you draw the line here? Like, that's that's the that's the big philosophical and, and, question. And the other thing, we all cite the NFL model in the NBA. Yeah. Going to that. Because they're trying to play as many games as, as they can as well. They still have a bunch of people out. Sure. Yeah. It's not doesn't mean that just because you go to that model of not testing uh, double vax boosted players who are asymptomatic, uh, you won't have athletes out of the lineup. Uh, in fact, it may hurt your lineup even more because of the the spread, and then you've got some uh, some symptoms uh, in players. And there's no proof right now that that is the right model. Right. It's it's almost like the schoolyard. Well. Ryan did it, so that's why I did it. <laughs> so some of the best decisions in my life started that way. Exactly. But we see them doing that, and with the goal of, of playing more games or getting these games in, yeah. and I'm one of them that says, well, if they're doing it, shouldn't can we do it? Can we get a bunch of these games in? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make it right. I'm a, a little bit uh, uh, sheepish uh, about even admitting that, but it's true. I, if they're doing it, why don't we do it as the National Hockey League? But mm-hmm. step back, maybe it's not right. I mean, it, I don't have an again. It, there, there aren't any. Like, I think that's kind of what this boils down mm-hmm. to is that there's no right answer in how to mitigate this and go through an 82-game season with full travel. Like, this is the first time the NHL is attempting to do this in a COVID world. You know, you looked at the bubble. That worked. It was fantastic for what it was, and the NHL was able to award a champion in that season. You look at the fact that you go to intra-division play only, and it's a 56-game schedule, and though there were pauses, it was still by all accounts a success. And right now, it's it's a little it's it's a bump in the road here for the NHL of how, of how to maximize your policies to ensure the health and safety of your players while also getting in as many games as possible. Play Under, tonight, yeah. Play tonight, okay. And then we pause for five days. Yeah, Christmas, and hopefully uh, the players and all across the league uh, are remain symptom free to it to a certain extent, and they get back in the lineup. What is your biggest concern, and how do you see this playing out January 1st on when they play the, the Winter Classic? Because I, I, I mean, there was talk that there was going to be a, a shutdown mm-hmm. of the league for a couple of weeks, yeah. and that's not happening with the Winter Classic coming. They, they're going to try and get that game in. And with all the teams having gone through some cancellations with spread within their group, do you get some kind of uh, herd immunity building up within the group. I don't know. But what's your biggest concern for 2022, and uh, where do you see it going? 
I, I mean, the, the concern for me in 2022 is that that this is this is kind of the the this is kind of the direction that it's always going to be, right? Like mm. we're we're going to have these moments collectively as a society and also uh, as as media members covering a sports mm. team where no no positive tests, everything's status quo, everything goes on as normal. And then there are going to be times where that's not the case. Mm. And it's it, it's I guess like having with the next variant yeah, or whatever. Exactly, yeah. next variant or whatever the case may be. So how do you how do you ensure that the next time there are rising tests, rising positive tests, or whatever the case may be, or you have multiple teams that are going through uh, something like this, how do you how do you minimize the spread and maximize game played? Like that's that's the biggest question for me yeah. because you 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 have Hor- to get eighty two games. Horsepower and fuel efficiency. There you go. I guess <laughs> that's what it yeah. is. I know it, and it's it's. They're they're at odds with one another, yeah. and I get that. I, like I'm I'm fully understanding of that, but that's the biggest question for me. And it's not just the NHL; it's NFL, it's NBA, it's all sports leagues, it's society in general. That's that's the big question here. My biggest worry when the calendar shifts to 2022 and we get back into uh, sort of regular life and we're we're through the holidays, how does it shake down for the National Hockey League in two countries? Now, that, that I can see being a hiccup. Yep. Is, does the Canadian government and the provincial governments, uh, do they lock it down, travel back and forth? Now, when you go into Canada, I, I, my guess is it's going to be a return to what we saw when teams traveled last year. Mm-hmm. That you're in your hotel only, and you're in your room, and when you go on that Canadian road trip to Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, uh, you're going to have to buckle it down. Will when Canadian teams come south, will there be yet that those restrictions when they return home for a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. or will the Canadian government say, no, 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 we're not allowing all these teams to come into Canada? And all these teams to, to cross the border, go into the States and come back. That That's the big fly in the soup right now for me, is the, the possible disruption because of the Canadian-U.S. border. Mm. I think we get back to normal, though. Yeah. I, this, like, people didn't think Omicron was going to be the dominant variant until end of January, mm-hmm. February. It was yeah. going to take that long. It's there and then some now. Yeah. So does it in two weeks? Does it sweep through and like a like a bad storm, and we're through it? I don't know. That's my hope. Yeah, that that is really my hope. And how do they deal with testing? But I don't think what you're seeing now, with nine games canceled tonight, out of ten, is going to be the norm in two weeks. It's easy to think that we're going to be dealing with this for two months, mm-hmm. but I, in, in doing all the different reading, and I've gone down some rabbit holes on this, <laughs> uh, you know, doing all the, and I like to look at it half full. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, I do see some positive sides of it. I'm dealing with a uh, virus and uh, dealing with politicians aside. I do see a positive side, but that, that Canadian border. What, then, then what do you do with your season, Ryan? I don't know. Those teams just play each other? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you'd have to create its own. 
Canada would have its own division again. Like you'd have to be able to pivot. And then you right? just you just play the schedule as is, and I, I yeah, I, I don't know. I, it hurts my head to even think of. But of all the things that are worrying outside of the virus itself and sickness, that's the one that has the the most possible disruption in 2022. Like at that point, wouldn't you just play a tournament of sorts, right? Like you. You, you essentially would have to wipe out what happened in the first half of the no, season. You, no, 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 no. You're not doing that. Okay. Statistically, you can't do that. I, I mean, Alexander Veshin's chasing Wayne Gretzky. You can't, you can't wipe it out. You, 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 I don't, you I can't. Don't, I don't, well, how do you pivot off of it? Come up with some kind of format. Yeah, You've got three, you go back to the three divisions that they had in the States last year. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't like that at all. But I mean, like no, it's, it's and, and that's that's like for us to even discuss it is sure. way too premature. Yeah, you brought it up though. But that's that's the the one part that has the most possible disruption. Yeah. to the campaign is if something happens with the ability to cross the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're spot on. And. I'll be watching with great interest to see. Canada is very conservative mm-hmm. with this, and we've wa- we've watched different cities go through uh, real battles, and they like the fact that they did it last year. And, and I didn't think it would ever happen because hockey's hockey is the the crown jewel. Sure, they've already done it, so to lock it back down, it's it's a lot easier now than it was then. Yeah. Let's just hope it got, uh, gets back to normal. We've got uh, Vegas against Tampa Bay, though. People on the ice. People continue to work around the uh, the arena. We're going to have a game tonight, and I can't wait. Tampa Bay against Vegas. I'm going to tell you when we come back why I think we're going to get Ryan's wide open, like 7-5 game. There's a real reason that's pointing towards uh, something to be – Uh, memorable tonight with a lot of goals. It's the VGK Insider Show broadcasting from T-Mobile Arena from Section 104 on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. all these Christmas songs. They're recorded in June, July <laughs> for release. I wonder how they manufacture all that because I need, I need it to be Christmassy time of the year before I get into the spirit. Have you never heard of Christmas in July? Nah, nah. I don't get it. But we've already established that you well, hate I, Christmas anyway, so. Like it's, it's midway through the year oh, those, when you need those a little bit of Christmas cheer. Christmas That's specials all. at the Grand Ole Opry, they're recorded in Early October. Everybody's like, hey, Merry you, Christmas. Woo! October's close enough to December. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going uh, to get a bah, game tonight. Humbug. We're going to get a game. Last last game before Christmas. That's what uh, what we're looking at tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the National Hockey League uh, starting its uh, Christmas break a couple of days early. So there will be a pause in the schedule for the next couple of days. And then they go into the actual break. It's a five-day uh, little siesta. 
where you just sit back and enjoy the time. And then you get back in it on, uh, on December 27th. And uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will take on the Colorado Avalanche, and we have tickets for that one that we'll, uh, we'll give away in just a little bit. Uh, at some point during this uh, two-hour extravaganza, the VGK Insider Show, uh, being this is the last game before Christmas, the only game happening tonight in the National Hockey League schedule, uh, I am predicting right now I am with Ryan Wallace, solidarity with my brother, that we're going to get like 12 goals tonight. <laughs> 12, 12 goals is my minimum, and I think we may be able to hit 14. And the reason why I say that, and it goes to, and I'll say something that, that, that Ryan said on his own personal experience coming in today. He's driving in from Perum. He's checking the notifications, wondering, should he keep going? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be a game? Mm-hmm. Well, you're one of 20,000 people that are wondering that because of the attendance in tonight's game, people working in and around the facility, the players, the management, the media. So 20,000 people. And then you've got uh, another 100,000 people that are watching the game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing the same thing, wondering, is there a game tonight? Yep. Is there not a game tonight? Uh, the most influential of those are the uh, 40 athletes and the 20 coaches. Yep. Uh, and they're all doing the same thing you were doing yep and so this is the closest you get to being a professional hockey player being in the same boat going how are we going to play so i have i have faith that you were as dedicated to this show as you normally are mm-hmm. but i don't have faith that you were as focused on this show as you usually are because of life sure and and just dealing with with reality of it. Uh-huh. If the players are all doing that yep. and they're they're dedicated to the game, mm-hmm. but your focus is still zoning out to check and see, are we playing? Are we playing? And everybody's doing the same thing. You add all that up, you get a 12-goal game. That's my prediction. Hey, Tampa Bay probably spent half of today wondering whether they should go to the plane. Yeah. And, and fly home. Yeah. No, that, I, that in itself. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, and, and you're spot on. It, it's not so much that, that your desire changes no. in this moment. No, no, no. It's just your ability to focus because there's so much external uh, noise going yeah. on around this game. And, and, you know, quite frankly, going on around this league over the last couple of days. Now, uh, the only thing I will say is that this is a Golden Knights team that has, has really done a good job of dealing with outside noise, has done a really good job. Uh, you, you look at what they went through last year in, in certain situations, having to play down uh, roster spots just simply because of cal- salary cap situations. Um, and this is a team that's kind of gone through a number of different things. Today's it, different. It, it is. The, it's the it last is. game before the holidays, and you wonder if you're going to play it. Today takes it to a whole it's – a, it's a unicorn. It's, it's this, al- today is a unicorn. <laughs> it's also a home game off of a four-game road trip. Yeah. First game back. Oh, and you, it's oh no, 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 no. They've been good in that area. Yeah. Three, they've been th- – they're three and one. Look at you. Coming off multi-game road trips. It'll, I mean, like, I, I, I don't think detail is going to be in the game today. I don't and, think and, so either. And, I, and I'm like, I'm 100% here for it. Like, I, if I'm a coach, I, I, I dislike it very much. But as someone that's going to be watching this game and as 
just in general, a hockey fan looking at these two teams going at it, I want it to be wide open. I, I don't I don't really need the detail there. I just want to see a fun hockey game. And the best part is you play a fun hockey game, you win. Maybe you lose in a shootout, maybe you lose in overtime. But you play and then it's like shelved. Coach isn't talking to you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Management isn't talking to you tomorrow. Media isn't talking to you tomorrow. Yeah. You're maybe not happy. But you, put you, that, just, you just start just fresh. Put that, on, put that behind you quick. On, on the 27th. Yeah. There's there's a big stew of distraction <laughs> that we're cooking up uh, <laughs> around this game. If, it, if it's a 3-2, 4-2 game, Ooh. I'm going to be devastated. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want that. Uh, about, about this game. I want pandemonium in here. I want them to wear out that goal horn tonight. I want them to... to with some big saves from from the goaltenders. Uh, by the way, it was uh, Laurent Bressois and Logan Thompson on the ice for the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in the morning skate today. Robin Leonard very rarely ever takes the uh, the morning skate when he plays, uh, so you're, you're reading into that. And uh, HSK uh, have been uh, postponed for tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, because of the Ontario rain. So I don't know whether it was Logan Thompson was called uh, up to be the the, the practice goalie. The, the, e-bug uh for he wouldn't be the e-bug but just to 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 play goal uh for the practice but uh uh, i wouldn't read anything into that Mm -hmm. oh again i don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) Uh, about this uh the fluidity of this game but uh we've got vasilevsky we've got stamkos we've got headman uh Mm -hmm. going tonight uh we've got uh uh, the likes of uh and stone uh skating today with chandler stevenson uh they're due to get back on uh, on the horse and and groove it again uh and and shay theodore uh scored a couple of goals the other night Uh, like it's just there's a lot of great athletes here mm-hmm. with that can play a one-off. You don't get many one-offs in professional sports. Tonight is that. Yeah, and and I, I again, I, I there's something about walking into the arena today that felt different, and and I, you, we've alluded to it. Just the drive-in was different, mm-hmm. and you know that energy is going to carry through because again, you're you're going to have people in the building that had tickets that were really unsure about where what their plans were going to look like tonight whether or not this game was going to go and and i think that that's going to provide a really unique atmosphere for a game featuring two marquee teams in this league tampa can't wait to get home (laughs) they flew out here uh and 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 got here on sunday and they spent the entire time wondering if they were going to play the game they can't wait to to get back to their families for the holidays yeah. because of those the, those extra days, and we we, we know uh, that Vegas uh, will be here in and around uh, the valley. But they're they're done after this night. Uh, all the all the, the the five games in a row that they've won, uh, sweeping the road trip, uh, the the power play is having its best month ever for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, this month of uh, December. Uh, all of that. I don't think matters tonight. This is an independent game with two great teams, which could lead to uh, a really entertaining, chaotic night uh, when it comes to goal scoring. I hope so. But I hope so. I, I want to see a fun game. And, and I think, I, I think there, there are two teams in the league that can give you that. There are two teams that I think can rise to the occasion in a one-off situation to just go out there and lay it all out on the line. 
Tampa and Vegas are certainly those two teams in my eyes. But what was your uh, takeaway from the road trip? If you, if you do want to look at it. <clears throat> yeah. Where, if we were going to play this as a traditional game, and mm-hmm. you say there's, there's confidence here, there's progress there, uh, we've, we've seen a development and uh, a higher level of play in this player. What did you see? So, yeah, it's interesting because the Boston game stands on its own as, as complete exactly what you want the, the Golden Knights blueprint to look like on most mm-hmm. nights. Uh, the New Jersey game was interesting because it's, it's finding a way to win against an opponent you should beat, but you, know, you, just, you just don't have your best stuff that night. The Rangers game was two good teams going at it. And the Golden Knights not giving up despite being down in the third period. You find a way to get that to get that game tied. You find a way to get a standings point. Then you steal another one in the in the shootout. And then, um, you know, I, I look at that game against the New York Islanders. That's a team winning one for their goalie. That is a team that that found a way to to get Robin Leonard to the moment that he had to shine brightest, and he did that in the shootout. So, uh, the the key takeaway for me on the road trip for the Golden Knights is this is a team that is just better than other teams. And if, even if they don't have their best stuff, even if they don't have their best game or they don't have a, 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 a three periods in a row in a game where they are dominant, they're never out of game. They're always going to be able to find something. And they're working hard to create their own luck. They're working mm-hmm. hard to create bounces that ordinarily in the playoffs they don't seem to get. And so I'm encouraged by the fact that the Golden Knights, even if they don't have their best top-to-bottom game, they're still winning because that's who they are. I think they come home with a different viewpoint on Dylan Coughlin. Mm. They saw what he can do game to game, not just the game against Minnesota last year and in practice and the potential uh, shifts here, shifts there. But, But you saw it going in the lineup and producing. And, and in back-to-back games and making big plays. Like the goal against the New York Ranger was a big play with an offensive zone faceoff late in the game. You're down a goal. Yeah. And he's out there with Nick Hague. And they, they made a play. And Dylan Coughlin comes home a different player than he went on the road. Uh, Shea Theodore, in similar fashion, but with higher expectations. Dylan, uh, Dylan Coughlin got into the lineup because Shea Theodore came out. But Shea has been putting up some points here and there. Yeah. But they've been quiet points. He stepped up and, and hammered time. He scored a couple of goals this year that were self-proclaimed uh, muffins. <laughs> the, the one against uh, Dallas, for sure. Uh, those weren't – those were missiles that he scored uh, – this last week that, yeah. that was huge yeah and i think the the confidence and the optimism in shea theodore's game is different coming home than when it went out i'm not saying he was poor but we kind of saw glimpses of that shea that we've been waiting to see on long stretches the one that we saw in the bubble uh two years ago and the third part that really gives you uh a, a lot of optimism is is the fourth line? Yep. Is that is that the fourth line? Because if that's the fourth line and they can play like that, then you've really got something. That's the fourth line that Pete talked about at the start of the year before all the injuries, mm-hmm. uh, the depth that was going to play a different role, uh, and and be able to contribute. And if that's what 
he was talking about what we witnessed on this road trip, then you've got a real bit of spice in the secret sauce. It's it's an identity for that mm. fourth line, and it's not an identity of just going out there and trying to play shifts even. It's it's an identity of going out there and making some plays. Mm. And, you know, you, you look at the, the Will Carrier goal against the, the New Jersey Devils, that's Brett Howden making a play along the wall. Keegan Coles, our great recognition mm. to find Carrier in front of the net. Uh, and then just a monster game from Brett Howden against his former club. The Golden Knights' fourth line found another gear and, and, and I think found their identity in that, in that stretch. They return. The, the Vegas Golden Knights, as an organization, return from the road trip with a much different viewpoint on their fourth line than when they went into the Boston game. Yeah. So, Shea Theodore, yeah. Dylan Coughlin, and the fourth line. Those are those are my three highlights from the road trip where I see, ooh, that could be really good. That's interesting. And that's, I didn't mention Pacioretty, Stone, and Stevenson, yeah. the, the, the money line. I didn't mention the misfits. I didn't even mention the third line, which I think can be a real impactful line uh, when everybody's in the right spots. But those uh, those three players, like Dylan Coughlin, there's part of me that thinks, boy, they got something there. And and something right now. Mm-hmm. Not not in two years, not in a year, when I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I watch him play, and there's something about him where I go, it's there right now. And he got into the lineup because Shea came out. Yep. And it's going to be tough to take him out. Well, I, and... You know, with with Petrangelo not being in the lineup today, mm-hmm. you, you've got an opportunity in front of Dylan Coughlin to keep doing what he's doing. And it, it, for me, it's it's a it's I think a young player that has has come out of the lineup a couple of times and doesn't want it to happen again. Which is great, but I think that's great that he that he goes in and comes out. Yeah. Like no, I agree. Ben, ben Hutton's been a great find. Yeah. Like I think I think their 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 blue line core has been wonderfully handled, uh, especially without Alec. Martinez. Up, update on Alec Martinez in hour number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, being able to to put Dylan in, out, look, have a look, have a little bit of uh, introspective uh, analysis. Is this the time where he doesn't come out? Is this the start of him being that everyday, instead of platoonish sure. type, yeah. is this the start where he's in for good? I mean, you, It you, might be. Yeah, I mean, you saw it happen for Zach Whitecloud. You've seen it happen for Nick right. Haig. That's a great, that now great comparison. It's, now it's, 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 is this the time for Dylan Coughlin? We'll mm-hmm. see. You will see. I'm excited about it. Uh, we've got some uh, scuttlebutt regarding the Olympic Winter Games in Beijing. Uh, we will get to that, uh, as well as uh, the details on Alec Martinez and one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Ooh, how many times will I mention the word COVID protocol? Uh, during that segment uh, we'll take a break come back with a play of the day as the vgk insider show broadcast live from t-mobile arena ahead of the tampa bay lighting the vegas golden knights from section 104 on fox sports las vegas this is the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas 98.9 fm and 1340 a.m now back to darren millard and ryan wallace Vegas Boulevard. That'd be cool to see somebody in a Santa Claus outfit. I mean, they have a zip line on Fremont Street. Let's Why do it. Do it there. Yeah, let's, but I want to see. I want to see Santa go zipping by. Well, uh, down the street. Get Chapman, up early. will you dress up as Santa Claus for me? No. 
Santa will do it. Oh, right. Uh, but he's, he might be busy right now. Hope he doesn't get uh, placed in a COVID protocol. Uh, we've got our play of the day, and it goes back to last night's Minnesota Wild-Dallas Stars game. always like it because those two franchises connected. The Minnesota Wild off to a great start, and the Dallas Stars trying to get back into it. Here it is. Ottinger started to drift, decided better of it, let his defenseman Hockenpah play, and now it's Ben. And for Gurionov, he's got help. Gurionov darts in, drops, Sagan, he's... This is such a great delay play by Jamie Benn. Waits for a second. Allows Gurionov and Sagan to take off and neutralize. Real wise little curl play by Dennis to get it back to the trailer. Sagan, whether he called or not, he had his head up, knew he was coming, and rips it short side on Cam Talbot, whose body language suggested that he thought he had the angle. Of all those, I was just listening to it. I love uh, because there's a television call, but it's simulcast on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam Talbot is is the only like like name that you wouldn't have to think twice about in that whole play. You got <laughs> Ottinger, like you, you. The first time you see that, you wonder how do I say it? Uh-huh. Hockenpah. It's a great name. Sagan. Yeah. Gurionov. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, and then you finally get to Talbot. And, well, you and had the Jamie Ben in there. Ah, good, good point. Uh, well, Jaime. Could call him Jaime. Uh, and uh, then then Daryl Ray, who's doing the color, uh, the analysis on that, calls Guriano Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that was a beauty play, though, wasn't it? No, it was fantastic. Uh, the the Gurionov delay, it, it, the drop pass was fantastic. It was a great finish by Sagan. And you just, you, if you're a Dallas Stars fan, you, you want to see that more often from Tyler Sagan oh, the rest of the way. Oh, for sure. Uh, Ottinger drifting, leaves it for Hockenpah. Yanni Hockenpah. Such up a great to name. Jaime Ben, who plays it over to Tyler Sagan, and they score on Cam Talbot. That team has some of the best <laughs> names, like it Rupe Hints. Rupe Hints is my favorite hockey Miro name. Miro Haskinen. Like, I, I love when they come to town because. They have, like, a ton of Finnish players on their team. And I'm like, all right, how do you say this guy's name? Is it Rupe? Is it Rope? I don't know, but it's cool. The, 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 the uh, old program uh, gets a workout. I don't know whether they sell programs anymore. Do they? I don't know. I haven't been to a game as a fan in a long time. Just a staple of mine. Uh, That's the play of the day. Hour two of the VGK Insider Show uh, comes uh, up next as we reset and look into what's going to happen between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The only game on the National Hockey League stage. Hour two on Fox Sports Las Vegas is up next.